Welcome everyone to Trauma and Unchained Scholars podcast. Tonight, um, it's three of us. My name is Flor Ramos Montelongo and I am a social work doctoral student at Simmons University. I am a licensed clinical social worker and I have about seven years of experience working with system involved youth um, on probation and in the foster care system. And now I will be introducing my colleague, Louise Pozel. Hi, everyone. Um, like Flora said, I'm Louise Pozel. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and a current doctoral student at Simmons University. Um, currently, I do work with and have worked with um, the reentry population, so individuals who have been incarcerated, who are working on their mental health to continue the reintegration process. Um, so this topic holds near and dear to my heart because I truly enjoy it. Um, I've also witnessed firsthand individuals getting out of incarceration and going through school and just the struggles that they face. Um, um, up next, we have Yehuda Price. Hi, I'm Yehuda Price. Uh, this I am a doctor of social work student at Simmons University, uh, the great Simmons University. Uh, I got my master's in social work for the University of Southern California, Suzanne Dwork Peck School of Social Work, where I was the chair of Unchained Scholars. So this particular subject matter is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I am currently an ICMS case uh, program manager uh, for a South Los Angeles nonprofit agency. And uh, I, will, I will start my new social work position next week in the young adult court in Orange County and where I will be uh, dealing with people who are between the age of 20, 18 and 23 who have been arrested and charged and convicted, and they have the ability to remove the felony from uh, their record. And so I have my own particular experience that informs me on this particular subject. I was arrested as a teenager, sentenced to 24 years in prison. I got out early. I served just a little bit over 16 years uh, in prison, and I've been out for a little bit over uh, two years as, uh, currently. So how trauma and incarceration affect learning? This is a deep, deep topic. and uh, and it connects with one of the 13 grand challenges of social work, right? Uh, which is smart decarceration. Uh, I think I think when we're talking about systemic racism and all the problems with the uh, inequity in society and whether we're talking about poverty, whether we're talking about the keeping families together and, you know, uh, uh, I mean, we could just look at mass incarceration and these were actual policy choices that led to this. And so just understanding the collateral consequences that people uh, face. And I think there's that Heritage Foundation uh, article that talks about 46,000 collateral consequences. And collateral consequences might be your inability to access uh, certain financial aid for schooling because maybe you have a drug conviction. Perhaps you have an issue with Section 8 uh, uh, and they're kicking you off the Section 8 because of a family member's drug conviction. And so there's so many of these collateral consequences that we have to really open people's eyes that it's not simply you're serving your time and how horrible that is, but also once you get released from jail, you're still being punished. And is that conducive to to dropping recidivism rates? Is that is that conducive to you know, bringing justice and wholeness to communities. I, I mean, I think we really got to examine that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was reading in the Bala and Mooney article um, on how to free the prisoners. And it talks about just generally speaking, our correctional facilities do too little to prepare prisoners for life beyond the walls. You know, where are we 
for lack of a better term, dropping the ball as a society on how to reintegrate individuals back. What opportunities do they have? Um, what services are out there? What educational services are out there? And what barriers are faced? How do we help these individuals who don't want to go back to prison work on their education and just overall have that ability to make the positive changes to reduce the recidivism rate? Absolutely. You know, Louise, you bring up a good point of educational deprivation within the prison system. And then Yehuda brings up another point of the lack of resources once people are released from prison. And not only that, you know, but also the neglect that a lot of formerly incarcerated people experience from their parole officers, the lack of resources, the lack of housing, um, issues with employment. And so giving giving um, formerly incarcerated um, people an opportunity um, with education and even incarcerated people, you know, to have opportunities to receive education and higher and higher education as well to um, ensure that they are successful once they are released and integrated back into the community. Tricky situation uh, that navigate. So I think there's a lot of information uh, for us to discuss here. And I'm so excited. Uh, and particularly since we're talking about this education component, I also want to add spotlight to because uh, we're going to speak with the co-founders of Unchained Scholars, uh, which is at uh, University of Southern California, uh, Suzanne Dwork Peck School of Social Work. And it's a uh, and to, I'll read their mission statement, Unchained Scholars, and that'll kind of let the listeners know what we're talking about. And so Unchained Scholars is a group of formerly incarcerated MSW, DSW and PhD students working with allied members to dismantle the barriers faced by people impacted by the criminal punishment system. Upholding the values and principles of the profession of social work, we challenge beliefs, policies, and systems that marginalize, stigmatize, and dehumanize individuals with criminal records contributing to a cycle of economic and racialized oppression. Through advocacy and diverse community building, we live the change we want to see. So now I want to get into our first expert, a dear friend of mine, uh, Professor Susan Hess. And she will tell you to please call her Susie, but her name is Professor Susan Hess, MSW, licensed clinical social work worker. And uh, just a little back about her background. Uh, she's a clinical associate professor at the USC Suzanne Dwork Peck School of Social Work. Hess is an advocate, consultant, and relational organizer in the areas of trauma-informed care, uh, healing-centered engagement, and the intersections of intimate partner violence. Hess collaborates with social work students who were formerly incarcerated to provide support in navigating through school licensing issues and pushing back on systemic barriers that students who were formerly incarcerated face through a trauma-informed healing-centered approach. Susie, so great to have you here. Uh, thank you for coming. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, so Susie, thank you once again for joining us today um, on our podcast regarding uh, trauma and learning. Uh, so the first question that I would love to ask you is, um, how do you think one's trauma, how do you think trauma and incarceration affect one's learning? Um, okay, there's so many things um, with that question. So you know, as we know, as like research tells us that trauma impacts the higher brain, which is where learning occurs. And we know that incarceration impacts the mind, body, and spirit of a person. 
And resilience is based on resources and safe relationships. So it's not that this group is resilient. Is do they have resources? Do they have supports? And I believe students need both when they enter college or university, that we have to provide them with both. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, that's actually one of the things that you know, I was reading on as well in research is just the power of having the appropriate support, you know, for students. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. I think all the listeners are learning a lot today. I appreciate that. Um, so tonight, everybody, I get the pleasure of introducing Fabiola Quijano. She is a um, first generation college student um, who's 42 with three children. And she's 18 years of history of lived experience with substance use and complex trauma. Um, Fabi graduated from the University of Southern California in 2018 um, as a social worker. Today, she is registered with the Board of Behavioral Science as an associate clinical social worker. She's also a certified drug and alcohol counselor. She's been in the field of residential drug treatment since 2014. Fabi is currently a program manager at Family Recovery Center, um, a program within the mental health system incorporated in San Diego. And Fabi took her first steps of the healing journey to recovery back in 2012. Um, everybody, let's welcome Fabi. Fabi, thank you so much for being here. Um, can you please speak about how trauma and or the environmental stressors pre-incarceration, during incarceration, and post-incarceration impacted your educational experience? Hi, thank you, Louise. So for me, growing up, um, my mother instilled the importance of education. I grew up with my mother who migrated to this country from El Salvador, who always said that the United States was the land of opportunities. Um, she worked hard every day to put food on the table and I had no father, no positive male role model to guide me or protect it, to protect me. Um, at a young age, I had already faced traumatic experiences that did not allow me to walk with confidence. Um, I used drugs and alcohol and began the life on the streets just to numb the pain. So that's all pre-incarceration. Um, and with all that being said, you know, during incarceration, um, you know, to reflect on just my, you know, in my addiction, um, in and out, in and out, in and out, um, I didn't see a future. I didn't see a life more than what I was already living. And that was 18 years of um of that lifestyle. And um, post-incarceration, you know, I was 34 years old when I finally hung the chucks and just said, okay, I need, I need something. I need something different. Um, financially, it was a, it was a struggle. I had three kids, no job, no driver's license, no nothing. And I just had to start from, from ground zero. And it was very difficult. But in my heart, I knew that there was something else out there. 
Um, and it was because of social workers that were in my life that were moving me in that direction to um, give me that hope that I can be somebody. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's to answer that. You do truly have an amazing story, Fabi. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Fabi. Um, you know, a question that I have for you is, um, what are some of the advantages that formerly incarcerated students have that they may not always be aware of? Formerly incarcerated students have a gift. They can do all things. Their personal lived experience, individualized research that no textbook can ever offer. We have a gift of personal experience and knowledge. We have the skill of resiliency, work under pressure, overcome obstacles. We're hardworking, dedicated, passionate. And most importantly, the gift of an attitude with gratitude. That right there is a gift. Like, I don't want to go back to the trenches. I don't want to be there ever again. Like, that desire to want to change is a gift. A gift of freedom. Because I never, ever want to go back. And that's why I work hard. <laughs> yes. and, now I give, and now I give back. So... Yes, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, you know, I can hear the passion in your voice as, as you're speaking. And I am truly moved with, with your story. Thank you so much. Thank you, Flor. It is, you can hear that passion. It's um, really awesome to listen to you speak, Fabi. Um, thank you. Thank you, Fabi. Uh, you know, you... Uh, I think, yeah, you can't read that in some textbook, right? That that emotion, that lived experience, uh, that lived experience, I think, is what uh, is what the social work field needs. And it's what they truly need to understand uh, the issues at hand. Uh, we'd like to thank you all, you know. Yes, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We, we truly appreciate it. We loved having you with we loved having you on our podcast tonight. Thank you. Yes, it was truly amazing. Thank you. Wow. Uh, I, I mean, Fabi's story is, is, is so powerful. And I think I think it's hard to to truly capture the ordeal and the circumstances that people are facing trying to make that transition uh, out of, you know, uh, incarceration and making that transition. It's just hard to fully articulate it. But what she was able to do, you know, uh, I mean, it just left an impact on me. I have my own personal story, but everybody's personal story is unique. And what, but what does unify kind of all of our stories is that we not only have we been traumatized or faced some sort of trauma prior to being incarcerated, as you know, the Pettis study uh, indicates, uh, uh, but there's that incarceration while, uh, I mean, there's that trauma while incarcerated, uh, and then also it's a sort of trauma or a re-aggravating of that trauma, previous trauma in making that transition out of in incarceration and dealing with all these hurdles that we have to deal with it. And, and I think she 
she just illustrated that so well. And I'm, and I'm still feeling her, her words ring it into me. And I, and, and we, we saw her too, right? So this is not just an audio experience. We had the visual experience and understanding that. Uh, and then just know that system impacted. And I understand, I understand that her, her, her child was incarcerated and just recently got released. Right. And so there, there's, there's these trailing consequences for uh, not only the experiences that we experience, but also those collateral consequences that we mentioned and those collateral consequences uh, uh, expand out into family members and the community members and people we're, we're, uh, we encounter as well. So, I mean, it was just powerful. And then also having the uh, Professor Hess, you know, somebody that's just uh, that knows about this uh, intimately as far as her transitioning people who've been incarcerated into into and actually the uh, education experience and even after that education experience and her understanding that the, the the prep that goes into resume building into interacting with authority figures because people we have trust issues i mean we, we've dealt with authority figures we've dealt with you know have dealt with this harshly uh inhumanely unequitably and now we are asked to rely on some other sort of authority figures uh and so just hearing from her and hearing from uh, uh fabi i mean it just you know i'm remember this uh this this interview this podcast uh into the future so i appreciate them and i appreciate everybody here coming together to facilitate that so that's one of my takeaways yeah you know yehuda you bring up a valid point right about intergenerational trauma and how that seeps into generations of families and so you know thank you so much for bringing that up and thank you so much for bringing you know Susie and fabi into tonight's podcast you know when we were speaking to them um, and about Unchained Scholars and the powerful impact that it's had for formerly incarcerated students, it really made me think about what we can be doing for people who are currently incarcerated. And it made me think about this program called Prison to College Pipeline um, in the state of Mississippi that actually launched back in 2014 um, in a men's um, state prison and how they were able to access higher education. And, you know, part of the research shows that they really benefited from the program and it gave them something to look forward to. And one of the participants after he was released, he actually went and was able to obtain college credit for the course that he took within the state prison in Mississippi. Yeah, I'm definitely going to piggyback off the two of you. In one of the articles I read talking about um, basic human, just basic rights as an essential tool, um, talked about evidence has shown that offenders who participate in education or um, like vocational programs, they re-enter the labor force um, after release and re-enter like the educational force as well and they are more likely to just have success and to not re-offend and to not um, re-engage in the behaviors and are able to work more on just the trauma associated with it they reach out more for help and so and on top of what professor has had to say as far as just the struggle of those who are reintegrating back into education and especially like social work students who need that place to go and to have that support to be able to achieve that success along the way. It was just amazing to hear both of their outtakes and to hear the services that are offered and to hear the support that is there. It was truly inspirational. Um, I really wish we had more time with them, that's for sure. 
And thank you everyone for tuning in to our podcast of Trauma and Unchained Scholars.